0: Hello and welcome back to Equity, the TechCrunch podcast where we unpack the numbers and the nuance behind the headlines. This is Alex. Good morning. Welcome to our Monday show where we take a look back at the weekend and a look at the week that is to come. Today is November 6th, 2023 and on the podcast this morning we have big stock market moves and a packed earnings week, more positive news for crypto, how one venture fund is crushing the game in India, the state of the AI race and... A little bit about Musk. With that, it's a busy morning. Let's go. Kicking off with a look at the global world of money, that means we have to talk about stocks. Over in Asia, shares are sharply higher this morning, led by Korean stocks after short selling was banned in the country. The Cosby Index in South Korea rose more than 5% today. Japanese stocks were also higher, while Chinese stocks managed the smallest gains of the three countries. But hey, up is up. In Europe, shares are down today, but not by too much. And here in the US, stocks are set to rise a tiny bit at the open, but pre-market trading this close to break-even is just hard to trust. Now, there's a lot of earnings this week across a number of key technology industries, so listen for your favorite name, but here is what we're going to hear this week. On Monday, data from Teradata, RingCentral, Altrix, Compass, and Olo. Then Tuesday, will bring us Uber, Coupon, Datadog, Global Foundries, Akamai, Toast, Robinhood, Clavio, Squarespace, Kava, IAC, Bumble, and Upwork. Then Wednesday is HubSpot, Roblox, Applovin, Unity, Twilio, Affirm, Duolingo, Lyft, Rocket Lab, and Taboola. Thursday brings us Sony, The Trade Desk, Neo, Grab, Wix, Doximity, Weibo, Fiverr, and thankfully for both you and I, Friday has no names of note, so we're done with earnings on Thursday. From the stock markets to the world of silly money, let's talk about crypto. It's been another week and we have more gains to report. In the last seven days, Bitcoin is up a slim 1.3% to 35200 while Ethereum's token is up a more solid 4.7% in the last seven days to about $1.9K. XRP's token is up a stonking 26.5%, while Solana's token is up 15%. There's also gains at Cardano and Doge. Frankly, this looks a little bit like a melt up to use a stock market term. Also, we do know that rising prices drive trading volume. So this rally is good for crypto exchanges. And even more so, NFT volume is rising a little bit. Something to keep an eye on. It's not really going back to where it was, but any upward motion there is notable. it's my favorite part of the show, friends. It's big news that matters. And the first thing that I have to talk about this morning is what happens after you break up. Now, when Sequoia split itself into several funds, how each one would fare on its own was an open question. However, at least when it comes to the artists formerly known as Sequoia Capital India and Southeast Asia, now known as Peak 15 Partners, the answer is just fine. TechCrunch reports that in an oversubscribed IPO of Mama Earth, Peak 15 Partners has found its fourth 10x or greater return within the six months since separating from the Sequoia family. The venture fund is sitting on a 10x return on its investment in Mama Earth, according to an analysis of its IPO documents by TechCrunch. And even more, Mama Earth is Peak 15's 20th IPO in India and Southeast Asia, a figure that notably surpasses the IPO count of other venture firms in the region by what we called a substantial margin. So, what's going on now? Well, in the post-Sequoia world, Peak 15 has accelerated its deal-making even as the broader private markets remain fairly sluggish, and I would add, especially so in India. Its executives told a gathering of its portfolio founders in August that they maintain the optimism about the region that they've had and now feel a greater freedom to adopt a more aggressive approach. So Peak 15 has made about a dozen deals since June and recently marked up several of its funds, according to LP data. The global investment market is slowing down, but it appears that at least in its home market, Peak 15 is not afraid to get busy. And then, of course, because we are talking about technology, we have to talk about AI. And in this case, I want to talk about the race to build the open AI of China. Now, when we think about the world of AI, it's becoming a nation state game. And recently, the race to build the open AI in China has picked up a new engine with a big valuation. Kai Fu Li, the computer scientist known in the West for his bestseller AI superpowers and in China for his bets on artificial intelligence unicorns, has a new venture that has big ambitions. In late March, Li launched a company called O1.ai with the vision to develop a homegrown large language model for the Chinese market. The venture puts him in competition with other prominent Chinese tech leaders, including Sogu's founder, Wang Xiaochuan, who have been swiftly gathering talent and venture capital to establish China's equivalence of open AI. Now, O1.AI's growth is a fitting reflection of the rapid development in the generative AI field. For example, just seven months after its founding, the startup has released its first model, the open-source YI34B, of course, 34B standing for 34 billion data points. That's kind of how all of them are named, just so you know. The startup's ability to commence model training quickly is no doubt an outcome of its smooth fundraising, which is critical to securing top-tier talent and AI chips. While declining to disclose how much money 01.ai has raised, Lee did say that the company is now valued at $1 billion after receiving financing from Sinovation Ventures, Alibaba Cloud, and other undisclosed investors. More unicorns? That's a little surprising in today's market, but a new AI unicorn? That's just not a shock. And if we're talking about anything in the world of technology today, we have to talk about Elon Musk in this case because he has a company called X.AI, which is actually notably not part of X Corp, which is, you know, the company formerly known as Twitter. And it's also separate from Tesla. Now, why do we care about X.AI today? Well, it showed off a new LLM recently called Grok. And I know that everyone loves the word Grok to mean, you know, understanding something, but it's going to get a little bit weird as a brand name. Anyways, two things stand out. First, X.ai reports that Grok, quote, has real-time knowledge of the world via the X platform. And I read that as, essentially, it can read Twitter and use that to build itself. Fair enough. And then number two, quote, it will also answer spicy questions that are rejected by most other AI systems. Ah, so it's going to learn from Twitter and it's going to tell you eh, pretty much whatever you want. This is going to be interesting. So far, Grok is not the best LLM out there according to its own testing, but it has managed to surpass well-known models like ChatGPT 3 in certain tests, which is notable. What I care about here is that we are seeing lots of commercial activity to challenge currently leading AI and LLM model companies because that's good for all of us as competition both makes all entrants better, it also makes them more accessible and hopefully cheaper. If you want to try Grok, well, it appears that access will first come to those who pay for the highest tier of Twitter's, or X's, subscription plans, so I guess this is one way to help Twitter pay its bills. What is interesting is that X, or Twitter, is going to get a bump from X.ai, while the latter won't get paid unless there is some sort of revenue share in the mix. But as Musk owns both companies and only one is saddled with 11 figures worth of debt, who gets the revenue is not a small question. AI to the rescue of social media? I guess it's 2023. Finally, a few quick short notes. First of all, OpenSea slashed its staff by 50%, adding to prior cuts. It's notable that it's doing this now as NFT volume, as we noted above, has slowly risen off of lows. But it's also indicated that the NFT space is at best in a rebuilding phase. And Bloomberg reports, and I quote, Semiconductor startup Changzin Zinkiao Memory Technologies, a.k.a. CXMT, and I apologize to all Mandarin speakers out there, has raised $5.4 billion from government-backed investors, a sign that Beijing is doubling down on its efforts to achieve technological self-sufficiency and counter U.S. sanctions, end quote. My question is this, will this mega slug of state capital do better than prior large investments into chips? We don't know, we shall see, but it's clear that the Chinese government is not afraid to keep throwing money at this problem. Oh, that is all the time we have for this fine Monday morning. But if you need even more equity between now and when our next show comes out on Wednesday, well, we are Equity Pod over on both X and Threads. And if you want even more of me, I am Alex over on X. We also have two sister shows, Chain Reaction, all about the world of crypto and Found, diving into the founding stories of leading entrepreneurs. They are well worth your time. Please check them out. But in the meantime, Equity is back on Wednesday. We are back on Friday. We'll talk to you then. Bye.